6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And it is something that people are talking about, uh, paying a lot of attention to, and that is a good thing. But here's the thing. We can pay attention to it. We need to affect change. There has to be change that comes out of these stories every time someone stands up and has the courage to say, this happened to me. We need to do something about it. We hope that things can move forward and things change. Of course, I'm talking about Kyle Beach, and there are calls for change. They continue to ring out after Kyle Beach stepped forward as John Doe number 1 in the Chicago Blackhawks sexual assault investigation. Beach appeared on TSN's Sports Center on Wednesday night to identify him as the first accuser of former Blackhawks video coach Brad Aldrich. I suppressed this memory and buried this memory to chase my dreams and pursue the career that I loved and the game that I love of hockey. And the healing process is just beginning and yesterday was a huge step in that process. The revelation comes after details of what was alleged to have happened were made public in what the Blackhawks call an independent review of the allegations. The review was done in response to two lawsuits filed against the franchise, including one by Beach. The review states the encounter between the two happened in May of 2010. Beach told investigators that Aldrich threatened him with a souvenir baseball bat then forcibly performed sex acts on him. Beach told TSN that he is career, that he had his career threatened in the days after the assault and faced homophobic slurs from other players in the locker room after word spread pretty quick. Our first guest this afternoon is sharing his story in hopes that it helps others. Neil Campbell was raped over the course of a year by a neighborhood teen when he was nine years old. The impact's obviously long-lasting, but he wants other victims to know that there is help out there. Neil, welcome back to 630 Ched. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for having me. Now, listening to what has come out over the past 24 hours, um, what's going through your mind? And I'm also, you know, wondering and worried about how you're feeling through all of this. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was a real roller coaster of emotions yesterday. Um, you know, there was anger, there was sadness. Um, a lot of his words were my words, and the one thing that I did feel was happy for him uh, that he was able to find the strength to to speak out and not be silenced any longer so whenever something like this happens it definitely hits close to home because it's very relatable and as i said a lot of his words yesterday were my words as well when we talk about those words and i was reading through the report last night and and kyle beach talked about telling his parents finally and about the impact it had on his family and that really resonated with you didn't it absolutely um you know i told my parents uh, when i was 12 what happened so i blocked it out for three years and as he said he tried to bury it as well so i was very lucky in the fact that my parents 
uh, believe me, but they've carried tremendous guilt over the years, and uh, there's nothing I can do to change that, and I'd feel horrible for them. So when he talks about his mom crying for three days, she wasn't able to protect them. Uh, I understand how that even hurts him even more because he doesn't want them to feel that. There's nothing they could have done. Um, So very relatable in the fact that I know my parents still carry a lot of guilt uh, that they weren't able to protect me, but um, they had no idea. When when you went to, when your family, you told your parents, and when, you're, when you went to police, police at that time, and again, this is the early 80s, told your family it would be best not to press charges? Yes, they recommended that we don't press any charges, and the reason for that, they thought they would uh, save me from teasing from the neighborhood kids and other parents. So um, the message I took from that at at 12 years old was you don't ever talk about it, you bury it, and you just try and move on with your life, just as as he said himself. But uh, that's where everything went you know, dark for me. That's when the drinking started, the suicidal thoughts, the depression. So, you know, the message was very clear. Uh, don't talk about it, bury it, and move on. You know, so talk about that culture, Neil, right? I mean, it's, you know, this this whole thing, you know, don't show your feelings, don't talk about it, bury it. Um, um, this, you know, and then, you, and then you look at something like a professional sports environment, which would be more macho and more, you know, this, this testosterone-driven, even more kind of you know manly man you know look at us sort of thing why why does society do you believe you know looking at at your experience make it almost a sign of of weakness you know i truly believe that we do that because people don't know how to deal with it they fear it they want to ignore it um, you know, and the sad thing I heard today I was listening to some of the, the review or the interviews and, and they talked about how his teammates actually teased him in the locker room. Mm. Um, and that behavior was condoned. And, you know, for us in society to allow that to happen even to one person, you know, men are supposed to be strong. That's what they teach us when we're young. You know, if you cry, you're weak. If you show emotion, you're weak. So at a very young age, we're taught as as young men that, you know what, you need to keep things inside, battle through, and, and just don't show weakness or, or vulnerability. It's just not acceptable. In Kyle Beach, in in that report, when you when you read about uh, the allegations made and and the words that were used afterwards, you know, threatened, you know, about losing his career, uh, threatened, um, you know, with with being called um, the homophobic slurs, and then, uh, you know, apparently that did happen. You know, that's that's a real that's a reality. When you look at the power that the perpetrators have over their victims, I mean, that's something that people need to realize because you know what Neil guarantee there's people out there saying I would never let this happen to me if I was a 20 year old man or if I was a 15 year old boy I would never let this happen to me at the hands of another man what do you say to that well I, I, I they're uninformed they're uneducated um, it's easy to say that if you've never gone through it and and once that perpetrated they're preying on people like us they see us when we're vulnerable we're and they watch for it they know what they're doing and for people like you said that, that comment on it i would i would ask them to go out and get educated understand what happens when somebody is sexually abused right for myself you know back in 1982 if it would have came out you know the slurs would have been slung at me and people would have asked well if you didn't like it why did you go back mm. and that's just ignorance uh, in the fact that they don't understand what kind of 
absolute deep trauma I went through and the power that this predator had over me. It is, it is very overwhelming. And for people that haven't experienced it, it you truly don't understand and, and you need to educate yourself. But people fear the education because then they have to deal with it. And then they have to acknowledge that it's happening. You know, there's one in three girls and one in five boys will be sexually abused in their lifetime. So you have to sit there and look in the mirror and say, you know what, if you don't think you know somebody that's been sexually abused or raped, you're lying to yourself. Neil, um, I always appreciate our our conversations and, and one of the reasons why you have been willing to, to speak up and, and put your name and put your voice out there is because you want to inspire others to find their voice and what you call their freedom. I mean, people are afraid to speak up, aren't, aren't they? What do you want people to know? Someone who may be listening, really male or female, uh, who, who's been a victim and maybe is, is, is struggling and is at rock bottom right now. I think the, the biggest message I want to give them is the reason we don't speak up is we're afraid of the repercussions, the shaming. Uh, when I decided to go public with, with my story in 2016, I was met with love, understanding, and compassion. And if I would have known years and years and years ago that I would have been met with that and not the alternative, I would have spoken out sooner. So if people are still afraid, I know it's easy to say for me now, but take a chance talk to somebody you trust and i can assure you that you there are places you can get help sexual assault center of edmonton and you'd be shocked and surprised at how much love and understanding is actually out there for us neil um if someone were to come to someone and saying this happened to me i need to tell you something what what do we do we listen we truly listen and we be present and understand that this person is taking a risk of a lifetime in trusting you and telling them telling you sorry what happened and you have to appreciate the seriousness of that situation take them for what they're telling you it's very rare that people lie about these encounters so when somebody trusts you confides in you be present listen to them believe them and support them. Uh, Neil, one more question. Um, the the perpetrator in the Kyle Beach um, case uh, went on to, um, you know, he, he ended up in, in jail in years later for uh, other sexual assaults. Do you ever worry um, about that, about not going to the police and maybe what has happened since then? How do you deal with that? Um, Everybody's journey is a different one. Um, I know some people that have press charges and some people that have chosen not to. I know people that have approached me and told me they've been abused but haven't got for help. Everybody's journey is different. And at this time in my journey, I don't have any faith in the justice system that we would see anything happen to him that would really put me at peace. And I'm okay with that. Um, and that's today. Maybe next year I would want to do it. But for myself, I'm moving forward and I would not want to be, I, I truly believe I'd be re-traumatized if I went to court. So I'm choosing not to do that. I'm choosing my path uh, in speaking out and trying to help others. And while I'm helping others, I'm actually truly helping myself as well. Neil Campbell, um, I know that you've helped 
listeners this afternoon by sharing your story. Thank you for joining me once again. Thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Take care. Thank you. Neil Campbell, a sex assault survivor at the hands of a, a neighborhood boy. He was nine years old when it happened.